Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Leighton Hewitt, and you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. Well, he had to do it the hard way, didn't he, Andy Murray? But after five sets, he finally defeated Misal Milos, Raonic of Canada, and will now face Novak Djokovic in the final of the Australian Open yet again his fifth final can he finally get over the finish line well joining me David Law here on the tennis podcast brought to you in association with the Telegraph are two of the Telegraph's finest Simon Briggs as always Simon how you doing yeah, I mean, that was a great match. I think actually this tournament has had more incident off the court than great matches on it. But that was uh, really quite something, even if it would have been perhaps even better if it hadn't ended with a injury issue, which uh, slightly took the comp- competition out of it in the fifth set. But still a, a, a great tale for us to tell. Certainly is. Oliver Brown is here with us as well. We know a tournament is getting to the sharp end and it has a Britain involved. In fact, three Britons involved. When the top man from The Telegraph is here with us as well, Oliver, how are you doing? Yeah, very good. Oh, it's been a spectacular couple of days. I mean, even if Joanna Conta's uh, uh, succumbing was rather, um, rather predictable and, and rather, rather swift, but um, a, a pulsating um, semi-final tonight, which I think lifted everybody in Melbourne after the uh, rather brutal dispatch that um, Novak Djokovic meted out, uh, meted out last night. And... Um, you can't really see uh, Murray putting much of a dent into Djokovic on that form. There has to be a dip back to his fourth round levels against Gilles Simon Bonfils for, for there to be any possibility of a, um, of a different outcome. Um, you, you imagine that tonight Novak Djokovic would have been watching that uh, with some satisfaction, maybe in his hyperbaric o- oxygen chamber, um, uh, just just enjoying the extra day's rest. Um, and three three final final victories over Murray already in Melbourne, and I'm not about to bet against a fourth. We'll talk about the the final to come, Simon. But actually, just getting himself out of that semi final was a feat of some significance because I don't know about you, I was commentating on that for BBC Radio Five Live. We we were watching it go to four with him two sets to one down and the Canadian flags were flying outside and run. It's just looked so, so strong mentally. I, I didn't expect Murray to win from there. Well, that, that tie break was a real statement from Raonic. He landed six out of six for serves and Andy didn't make a single unforced error. He didn't give him any free points. and He still went down 7-4 in the tie break because ultimately if they both play their best tennis, then 
Raonic is stronger, he's bigger, and he hits the ball harder. And that's what hurt Andy in that tiebreak. And he must have been really wondering what he was going to do to turn it around. And then about 10 minutes later, a complete uh, shock when Raonic calls the trainer and he's off the court having his groin attended to in, in the changing room. And suddenly the whole script is changing. Andy Murray was realising that if he kept him out there for a couple of hours, uh, he was going to be able to probably turn it around in five you know I think his record now is 18 wins in 21 of his most recent five set matches which shows all that hard work in the offseason pays off I think as well Oliver it shows when you see him do that and we've seen it from Nadal we've seen it from Federer we've seen it from Djokovic these these particular champions they're breathing different oxygen to the rest of the players in many ways aren't they in terms of their ability to fight themselves out of trouble they they will not let go well Djokovic has, has rewritten the standards um, for that I guess any time a match reaches a fifth with Djokovic it, it, the outcome seems almost uh, preordained but um, uh, and he's def- definitely reversed the trend in, in his own career in that sense. I think um, coming into this match, he, he didn't hold uh, the best record in terms of, of turning around a two sets to one uh, deficit. Um, I, I was reminded slightly of, of the 2012 US Open final when obviously it got back to two sets all and you wondered if he would be psychologically shot, but he, he, he gets beyond that f- four-hour mark or three-hour mark and um, he, he, he finds uh, reserves within himself that he, he used not to possess. Sure does. So, the final. Mm-hmm. Novak Djokovic, uh, Simon, what do you think? I mean, what would it take, do you think, for Murray to win it? Do you think his best tennis can beat Djokovic's best tennis? Or, 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 or is he going to have to hope that Djokovic is some way short of his best? Yeah, I think um, Andy has never shown a level that would beat Novak at his very best maybe on grass he has um, I don't think he has on any other surface he has for spells hasn't he if you think of the US Open a couple of years ago when he started really hitting out and he won the second set took it to four there was the Australian Open last year when they they shared two tiebreak sets but the resilience Djokovic has is on another level yeah I mean Andy must mentally be wondering what he's got to do how he's going to change things up his forehand was the key when he beat Djokovic at Wimbledon in the final. It was also the key when he upset him for a set in the US Open final a couple of years ago. He can really slam it cross-court when he's feeling the power. But you just don't see him do it the rest of the year. I mean, it just baffles me where that forehand goes. He just doesn't naturally have that comfort in himself to, to go for it. So often he places his forehand. He was doing it in the first set today placing his forehand, allowing Raonic to uh, actually take the initiative. And it doesn't come naturally to him to step it up off that wing. And, and that's really where the difference is, because Novak's forehand, it just lands on a sixpence. And it does maybe have a little bit extra oomph on, on the regulation ground strokes. And he's a stronger man, so you'd think that he'd be able to punch it harder. But it doesn't often happen that way. What are we going to be reading about in The Telegraph? Oliver, you're busy writing away before I've dragged you away for the podcast. Well, I'm describing the emotional maelstrom of the uh, of the past 12 days for for, for Andy Murray. Um, I, th- I think even by the theatrical standards, occasionally of his career, this has been um, this has been a fortnight night no other. I mean, clearly communicating very regularly. Um, 
with, with his wife back home. Um, no one quite knows when the still when the due date is, but also, also the um, the sheer distress of what happened to his his father-in-law last weekend. I mean, I think l- looking at the agitation he showed there tonight, almost muttering at his play, um, players' box between almost every point, you, you could understand it in the, in the in the context of, of what he's been through. So, yes, the, the piece will be a, a kind of a broad take about a tournament like no other for the Murray family. And what does your next uh, 24, 48 hours look like, Simon? I mean, when, when Andy Murray reaches a, a Grand Slam final and you've basically got, you know, we've got 48 hours, haven't we, until the actual final, what, what, what is your life like? Well, I should be throttling Ollie because he's scarpering before the final. And unless there's been some change of plan in his flights, um, he'll be in deep trouble because I could do with some help, actually. Maybe they'll, they'll send Paul Hayward out on the next flight, but uh, I suspect I'll be doing it on my own. Yeah, I, I, I imagine there'll be... By the time we get home after these tournaments, we tend to be back on British time, which means we're kind of probably going to bed about 6 a.m. and getting up at about, I don't know, 2 p.m. <laughs> um, so it's kind of, it all goes a bit crazy, and, and, and some of Melbourne's late night stroke, early morning bars take a bit of a hammering. You wouldn't believe it, would you, to look at Simon Briggs? He looks just the, the figure of health. Uh, now, uh, the women's final is tomorrow, Ollie. Uh, we, we, we have a, an, another possible history-making occasion with Serena Williams trying to equal Steffi Graf on 22 Grand Slam titles. Given what she went through uh, back in, in September when she lost to Roberta Vinci and she took four months off, it's quite, it's quite the comeback. She seems revived by that self-enforced sabbatical uh, she had and uh, I mean clearly she's doing exactly the right thing in that at her stage it's the it's only the majors that that hold any meaning for her whatsoever and um, I, I'd be surprised if tomorrow's final lasts beyond an hour I mean you, you could kind of um, Kerber was quite sweet afterwards um, in, in in saying um uh, Steffi talk to me or you know send me a text message what uh, what should I do um, it's kind of apt that uh, Graf's honour is being defended at the last hurdle by by a German but um, I think that there's no different outcome and the, 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 the targets for Serena this year are so um, so so grand in a way she, she I'm, I'm sure by the end of the year she will have she will have eclipsed Graf by some margin extraordinary thought And it's all going to happen tomorrow. We will be back with more from the Tennis Podcast brought to you in association with The Telegraph. Our thanks to Oliver Brown. Our thanks to Simon Briggs. They've got to go off to speak to Andy Murray in his press conference. And we'll speak to you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.